what we always come back to, always then end up realizing is that that need or that desire to create the shortcut creates a lot of frustration and creates a lot of uh, irritation because in reality, it just doesn't work like that. Everyone that you look up to that has achieved anything of significance or that are a few steps ahead of you, they've all gone through the process. Like they've just maybe started earlier than you or they've been in it for a bit longer, but you know, this is just how it goes. Like you can't get away from that. Time in the field. And that time in the field is ultimately what accretion is about. Welcome to the Expansive Podcast, where we explore the frontiers of personal growth, business innovation, and technology. We believe that growth and progress come from expanding our minds, exploring new possibilities, and embracing change. Welcome to this week's Expansive Podcast. And this week, we are, for the very first time, a award-nominated podcast. Thank you so much for all the listeners for awarding us. Hell yeah. Uh, so Hell yeah. we hope we win and we'll be sharing some of those details for that. That's really exciting for Eric and I. And as usual, I'm always joined by my ever handsome co-host all the way down in deep south Cape Town. Eric, a good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Yeah, award-nominated co-host. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. My yeah. apologies. Award nominated. I mean, your accolades, Eric, your accolades are so long. I mean, how do we get, how does somebody introduce you at a talk? It just keeps going. It takes a while. It, it takes a while. We give them yeah. 45 minutes for the introduction and then 45 minutes for my keynote. So, right. whenever so you you're there me for 90, 90 minutes. minutes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. What's yeah, happening? Listen, so, so amazing that we've been nominated for uh, two awards, actually, from the Africa podcast. Um, network uh it is we are in technology and innovation and career and entrepreneurship so that's really cool and very exciting um it's always great when we hit these new milestones on the pod so i think what we need to do is share the link at some point there's we couldn't find it yet but we will find it and then we'll share it uh, via socials and so of course if you're listening to this and you've been loving the pod we would love for you and really appreciate if you took the time to go and give us a vote. I think you only get one vote, so make it count. Um, but apart from that, what's been happening, dude? How are you doing? Nothing. All good, thank you. Still on Colorado time. The only problem is I'm in Cape Town now, so I'm usually up at two in the morning. Yeah. Um, a <laughs> little bit of a problem, but we're getting there. Um, so I'm meditating a lot, just trying to get over that. I'm in Cape Town for the next two weeks and then off to Berlin for uh, two weeks and then to Austria. So looking forward to spending some summertime in Europe. As you know, it's always so fantastic. You know, you also go. Uh, I actually wanted to ask, have you found anything that works for you from a jet lag point of view? Uh, no, I thought, I thought sleeping tablets would help, but then I took half a sleeping tablet. Then I took a full sleeping tablet and then, <laughs> and then they, I still wake up at two o'clock in the morning. So I thought they did, but I don't know. You know, I think grounding I've heard, exercise I've heard. I, I don't know, man. I, I nothing actually, you found. No, Very nothing, right. nothing legitimate. You know, any ideas? No. The only thing I've ever found is that you try and stick to your schedule of from a sleeping point of view. Uh, so you try not to interrupt that too much. But apart from that, not really. That's impossible, dude. What are you going to go to? I know. It's impossible. I know. That, I know, I, I I know. I've heard that too, but it's I don't know. I don't buy that. So let's get into this week's pod. It was a while back. Hang on a second. It was a while back when I went to go watch Martinus's book launch many, many years ago. And Jeez, I, Eric, ago. Eric, uh, Eric was doing a talk with Martinus and you spoke about this term called accretion. 
And the way you explained it was money doesn't is almost neutral. And in the process of accretion, you can make a lot of money, whether you Pablo Escobar or somebody or somebody very kind. Yeah. And it's just the exercise wow. of micro yeah. everyday consistency. And, you know, as I'm now in a relationship, I realize that consistency is by far the most important thing when it comes to developing relationships, building podcasts, having a fit body, meditating. And it just seems like this, it's a constant process of chiseling away at reality through a process of accretion. And today's pod is all about this consistency and something that you introduced me to. And I can't lie, I've used it many times. And so accretion is today's uh, topic. So Eric, lead us into it, my friend. Yeah, listen, well, I, I mean, I, I'm honored that you still remember. I mean, that's like ages ago. That talk was done, geez, I'm trying to even think like 2016, 2017, and you still remember the examples. It was Pablo Escobar and Ingvar Kamprat, the guy from Ikea. So this has been a very big theme and topic for me as well lately. And I think part of the reason why it popped up for me is because when we think about this vision that we have for ourselves in the future, or we look at the people around us that are successful, maybe a couple of steps ahead of us, our tendency, our natural tendency is that we want to think of how do we shortcut that process as quickly as possible? How do we get from where we are to where they are or to where our vision lies in the future as quickly as possible? And what we always come back to and always then end up realizing is that that need or that desire to create the shortcut creates a lot of frustration and creates a lot of uh, irritation because in reality, it just doesn't work like that. Everyone that you look up to that has achieved anything of significance or that are a few steps ahead of you, they've all gone through the process. Like they've just maybe started earlier than you or they've been in it for a bit longer. But, you know, this is just how it goes. Like you can't get away from that. Time in the field. And that time in the field is ultimately what accretion is about. This idea that over time we are accumulating small decisions and small actions that ultimately give us the life that we have, the business that we have, the relationships that we have. And so we have to become very cognizant and very mindful of what we are accumulating in the process. And so a, a story that I heard recently that really kind of catalyzed this for me again is that in 1911, there was a race to see who could get to the South Pole first. And you had two teams. You had the English team, which was headed up by a guy called Robert Scott. And you had the Norwegian team, which was headed up by a guy called Roald Amundsen. And it's quite interesting to read about the two guys because they had vastly, vastly different stories. And I won't even tell you about, like, the <laughs> Roald Amundsen, dude. Like, it's quite hectic. They had 52 dogs that they used to get to the South Pole. And part of their strategy was to eat their dogs as they were going along. It was like, I mean, I, I get the idea, but it's quite intense. But anyway, so like uh, they have vastly different strategies from like how they putting their carts to uh, the people that are on the teams, etc. But hang on, hang on, hang on. Wasn't one person going as far as they can go depending on whether we're, we're leaving allowing them and somebody else would go 15 miles a day no matter what the weather was every day 15 miles every day for, yeah i remember this i've seen this talk actually. so so rob scott one of their strategies is that every day they wake up and they go as hard and as fast as they can 
And it doesn't matter whether it's rain or sunshine, they're going to push until they can push no more, and then they stop. And Roald and Munson takes a different approach. Now, keep in mind that from where you land to the South Pole was like 1,500 kilometers or so. And so he says, well, we're going to do 15 miles every day, no more, no less. Yeah. So come sunshine, 15 miles. Come rain, snow, 15 miles. And so it meant that for his team, a lot of their time, they were actually resting, they were in their sleeping bags, they were busy reading, they were recovering. And so at the end of the day, one team reaches the South Pole 32 days before the other team. And our inclination is to think it's, of course, the team that pushed the hardest. But in fact, it's the team that did 15 miles a day, no more, no less. And they don't just arrive at the South Pole. They arrive there healthy, in good spirits, perfectly fine, like looked after, rested. And 32 days later, Rob Scott's team arrives at the South Pole. On the way back, all of Rob, Rob Scott's team uh, ends up perishing. Die. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And Roald Amundsen's team heads back 15 miles a day, no more, no less. And they get back home, all safe, uh, in one piece. And I think one of the guys who saw them come back home said, it looked like they were just out for a morning walk because they were so well rested. And so what this makes me think about is this difference between the maximum speed that we can go at versus the maximum, maximum sustainable pace that we can maintain. And what we often want to do is we want to go as quickly as possible. This is coming back to what I said earlier, is that we look at this gap between where we are and where we want to be or between where we are and someone else is, and we want, we want to say, how do I speed up as much as possible? But actually, the problem with that is that you burn out and you don't get there faster. What we should rather be thinking about is our maximum sustainable pace. And your maximum sustainable pace is the pace that you can maintain day in, day out. Come sunshine, come rain. You can maintain that pace on your good days and on your bad days. And, and that's it. Like it's, it's made me think a lot about some of the activities that I'm engaging in, um, where I'm applying intensity versus consistency. And I'll, I'll park it there for a moment. And I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on that. I read something the other day. It said some people spend years trying to get rich quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's exactly this. You know what I mean? It's, um, <laughs> it's people, I guess, even you know ourselves, you know, you want to fast track things. And I remember we made a pod a little while back and I said that there's nothing worse than success too early because you don't know what to do with it and you haven't built a container to hold that success. And uh, I think that, you know, the whole notion of ambition in America and owning Hollywood and us getting sort of <clears throat> um, brainwashed by that ambitious sort of drive that Wall Street had and all the movies we watched when we were growing up. And it was always about pushing faster, harder. You must do better. And I, I still find this with some people that need to punish themselves. Like, I must start training. I don't care if it's raining. I must get into the cold water. I don't care. It's like, yeah, I don't know so much. That kind of was a 1990s, like, Anthony Robbins push through no matter what. You know, you got to do it. And then I think to myself, hang on a second. As I'm getting older, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Hang on a second. Go easy, bro. Go relax. You Go push yourself a little bit, but go relax. You don't need to be pushing so hard. And so I think this is 
this is just this idea of accretion and becoming so elegant in the accretion. It's just really fantastic because you've got to also listen to yourself and, and, and be symbiotic with energy. You know what I mean? You've got, to, you've got to move like nature. And nature's been around for bazillions of years. And industrial evolution is killing itself. It's only been around for 200 years. And you can see, you know, people that push themselves too hard get sick. They fatigue. They, they cronk cronk out. They upset people on the way. And so a level of patience, a level of ambition, I mean, a level of elegant ambition. It's just such a beautiful thing to want to think about. So yeah, I I agree. Thank you for bringing it up. And uh, I'm also thinking about how I can be relaxing and slowing down in many ways as well. Yeah. And, And to your point... I don't think so. One of the one of the keys about fifteen miles, no more, no less, is that fifteen miles wasn't an arg number. Fifteen miles is a is a amount that is still pushing you a little bit more than what you would be doing if you were just an autopilot. And so that is called productive discomfort. That we go just a little bit more than we might think we will, but not to the point of exertion. And so I think when I think of fifteen miles, no less the biggest differentiator for me between that and just consistency is that 15 miles no more or less is very, very intentional. And so if you are very intentional every day over a period of time and you are choosing the right moments, choosing the right people, choosing the right opportunities, choosing the right things to work on, then you get some real leverage because now the right things are accumulating. You're not just accumulating things for the sake of accumulating things. You have pinpointed the right people to speak to, the right events to go to, um, the right places to invest your time, effort, and money into. So that's still very, very key. Um, whereas I think that's what we often feel like with, with speed and with intensity. It's like, I'm just going to brute force my way through this. But actually, you don't need that if you're just focusing your energy and your time on the right things. So one thing to, to think about as we come out this part already is, what does 15 miles, no more, no less, look like for you? And uh, when I was writing this, writing about this for some of the teams, I said, you know, it might be X amount of sale calls every day, one walk around the office, your daily standups, one one-on-one per week, uh, one team debriefing session a week. It's just, you want to create a cadence that can accumulate over time that you can do in your good days and your bad days. So I'm going to leave that there for now. Let me, let me ask you a question there. What is yours? Um, sure. So, I mean, from meditation, I mean, there's lots. Um, meditation is obviously one that's important for me. I have a writing practice every single day. I've recently started a, coming out of this actually, I started a storytelling practice because I'm like, that's actually all that we do is we are storytellers. We just take um, business stories and stats and, and research and we turn those into stories. So I've been more intentional in practicing every day to be a better storyteller. Um, so there's actually, I mean, there's a lot of this actually in my day to day. Okay. Okay, good. And and do you think you've adjusted anything because of this 15? Are you Well, here's my question, and this is actually what I was asking. What are you doing less of? What am I doing less of? Yes. Exactly. Because I don't think anybody listening to this pod is going to do more. I think most people in the world are doing too much. And so what are you actually taking away from the 17 miles you're doing instead of the 15? Yeah. Well, I could tell you the biggest thing already for me has just been relaxation um and that's actually the wrong word it's been it's been releasing frustration that's actually the best way to put it is that i i'm very very driven and i'm a you know i'm enneagram three so i'm a competitive achiever 
which means that I wake up in the morning at five. I want to just go and get things done. And nine o'clock at night, I'm still going. And often the, the going hasn't been productive anymore. It's just going for the sake of going. It's just going. Yeah. Mm. And so I've been more intentional in saying, okay, let me just make sure it's confined and that what I'm doing is actually productive so that I'm accumulating the right thing. But also I've just gone, it's okay. You're not there yet, but you will get there. And if you just, the, the only way you're going to get there is by accumulating the right things. You're not going to get it there by spending more and more time just for the sake of spending more and more time. Yeah. But that release is actually really important to me. And I keep coming back to it because it really does feel like I'm just releasing tension that otherwise makes me feel creatively blocked and unable to focus on the things that matter. That's really powerful, eh? Because I remember I used to get very angst, you know, many years, like a few years ago, I used to get very angst. Do you think corporates need to apply this 15 mile? It's almost like, you know, if you've done, if you've done 15 sale calls, do another 60 because we just got to keep <laughs> shooting the lights out. Like, just keep going. Yeah. It's like, there's like such a immature, aggressive, like approach in corporates. You know, there's no like finesse. There's no time for finesse. You know, that beast of the economic economies of scale and capitalism, it's a, it's a beast. It just wants to eat. Yeah. It's so bad for us. It is. And it's, it's funny because this morning I was speaking to a, a, a sales team that I'm working with. And the, the one guy replied to me and he said, I work very differently. I want to sprint very hard and then I want to rest hard for a while. Then I want to sprint very hard, then I want to rest for a while. And I said to him, well, I, I guess that's fine as well because, you know, people work in different kind of ways. But irrespective of, you know, there's, there's probably going to be a blend. Is that at certain times, you're going to sprint because you're going to be very busy. There's going to be lots to do. You're going to be high on energy. You're going to capitalize on that. But while you're doing that, you can't let go of the things that are 15 miles, no more, no less. Like you don't want to break the chain. And that's one of the things I wanted to say next, which is that Charlie Munger, who's the, uh, the co-founder of yeah, uh, Berkshire Hathaway mm. with, um, that guy, what? what's his uh, name? <laughs> Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. <laughs> yeah. Remember everyone except the main player. <laughs> yeah. Um, he said that the first rule of compounding is to never interrupt it unnecessarily. Yeah. And but he is the master of that. He is the master of that. And what was interesting is that 98% uh, of Warren Buffett's wealth came after he turned 60. So how much? 90? 98% of his wealth. GCM, seriously? 98%. Wow. Yeah, yeah. After wow, 60. I'm going to be so rich. Oh my God. That's unbelievable. I can't wait. <laughs> well, I hope you haven't been breaking the chain. <laughs> I hope you've bought like hundreds of millions of uh, dollars in Coca-Cola stocks. So it shows us the power of not breaking the chain. And the thing is, every time you break the chain, you don't just start from where you were before. You usually take a few steps back. And that's the problem is that we want to keep accumulating at the same rate. Um, and that's the thing about um, going through these cycles of like high energy and then rest is that that's fine to do as long as in the background you're still accumulating the right kind of things and you're not breaking the chain. So I think there's space for both. Um, but I do think that if we don't adopt this mindset of 15 miles, no, no more, no less, um, we end up running into uh, burnout and we end up running into people doing things for the sake of feeling that they're making progress, but they're not making progress. 
Yeah. And you know what the thing is? I think some people arrive at the situation already thinking they haven't done enough. They start the day as like, I'm overwhelmed already. I already don't know what's, I've got too much already. And like, you're arriving with too much on your plate, which means that you already started on a back foot, you know? So just making it 15 miles a day is perfect, you know? And it's important how you select that number. Um, and obviously it's like, it's not always a number, but it's just the amount of effort that you put into something. Because it's not, it shouldn't be an easy number to hit. It's not, we're not saying 15 miles, no more or less. Remember what I said, it's productive discomfort. It's not, oh, this is easy. Like, oh, it's just, it shouldn't be just 15 miles. It should be, okay, today it's a 15 mile day, but I know I can get there because I've selected this very, very carefully. This goal has been very intentionally set by thinking about my good days and my bad days. Um, so the next thing I wanted to say is that, and this, this ties into where you started uh, the, the session today, is that accretion has no bias. And this is an important thing to remember. So this process of accretion, which is really this process of accumulation, is always running in the background. It is always busy uh, collecting what you feed into it. But this process doesn't really care. It doesn't care whether you are feeding into it uh, bad habits and bad behaviors and bad decisions, or whether you are feeding into it good decisions and good actions and good behaviors. It's completely... Um, what's what I'm looking for? Like neutral. It doesn't care. It's neutral. It's neutral. It doesn't care. It just takes that and it accumulates it and it gives it back to you. And so there's this great story. Uh, I, I don't know where I heard it for the first time, but it's a story of the two brothers and uh, the two boys grew up in the same household, obviously, and their father was an alcoholic. And when they grow, when they grew into young men, um, one son said or one of the sons became an alcoholic. And when they spoke to him, he said, well, what choice did I have? My father was an alcoholic. And the other son never touched a drop of alcohol. And when they said to him, well, you know, what happened? He said, well, how could I do that? Look at what alcohol did to my father. And so you look at those outcomes and you realize that it wasn't just a once-off decision. These were decisions they made throughout their entire lives, actions they took throughout their entire lives, that led them to creating those identities and, and where, they, where they were. So it's not just that we choose once and that's the way it is. We are always accumulating. We were also speaking about Pablo Escobar and Ingvar Kamprad. Um, I love the example of these two because it's the same thing. Like Ingvar, at, at a young age, starts selling pencils and small things to his friends and his family. Um, over time, he gets a little, like, bike from his, his parents. And so his distribution range increases. So now he's cycling to people's houses and giving them, you know, pens and paper and whatever. And eventually, like, by the time he's 17, he saved up so much of his cash that his dad says, well, I'll give you a small investment as well so you can start your own business. And he uses the investment from his dad plus what he saved up to start a mail order business. Um, eventually, after a bit of iteration, they start selling furniture, and this goes on to become IKEA. And of course, IKEA is this monster of a business that just dominates in the uh, furniture space. So small actions accumulating over time, all pointing in the same direction. Accretion doesn't care, but it gives you what you put into it. On the flip side, you have Pablo Escobar. And Pablo uh, starts off from a young age, his life in crime with um, hijacking, oh no, actually the first thing he does is he, he stole tombstones 
and he would sand down the tombstones, removing the names, and then they would resell these tombstones. I don't know. What a classy guy. I didn't know there's a market for that. For that. Yeah, what a weird a classy, market. Classy guy, you know? classy yeah. guy, classy guy, classy <laughs> guy. Um, he would then go on and start getting involved in hijackings, um, distributing drugs, and eventually is introduced to cocaine. And it doesn't take him long for him to become known as the king of cocaine. And if you've ever watched Narcos, then you'll know that at some point, this man was making so much money that he had to go and bury it in different parts of Mexico, like literally didn't have enough space to keep all of his money. And again, like as much as we, we can look at him and we go, ah, oh, man, obviously everything he did was very bad, but it's accretion in action. Like everything he did, even though it was uh, evil, still accumulated over time and it still gave him a bigger and bigger and bigger drug empire. Uh, to the point where he was, I think at some point, even listed by Forbes as a billionaire. So, for strange times. But a, a creation doesn't care. Back back in the 80s and 90s, he was a billionaire. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you know it's a, it, neither does imagination and reality creation and projection. It is happening all the time. Whether you like it or not, your thoughts are creating frequencies, electrical frequencies that are going out into the reality and creating your reality. And so this accretion is, it's happening whether you like it or not. You might as well become a lot more clear about it, a lot more intentional about it. And I think that's really the, 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 the profoundness of this idea is that whether you like it or not, it's happening. What are you directing it towards? You know, where's your energy flowing? What are you focusing in on? And don't be impatient. Don't be overwhelmed. Just move through the process in an elegant way. You know, it's such a, and I've got such a great picture in my head of just like this, just keep chopping, keep chopping, keep chopping just every day. Just keep chopping. You know, things always work out eventually. It's like a, yeah. it's a beautiful, beautiful thought. You've seen those videos where the guys take those big rocks and they insert these different, um, I don't know, I don't know what you really would call it, but they insert these big poles into these different strategic areas in the rock. And then they're like just like hammering away at it, you know, and they'll do like hundreds and hundreds of blows. And then and it then cracks. Like finally, yeah. that one last blow, you know, fifth hundredth blow um, cracks it in half. And so I want to I want to round this off with three takeaways. The first one is to be patient. Um, it's it's tough to focus on accretion when you are looking to your vision for the future and you want it to arrive quicker, or when you're looking to the people around you and you want to get there quicker, it's tough to then go, well, I have to just focus on accretion. But remember, they did that too. You don't get to shortcut the process. You're not that special. They had to go through the process of accretion and so do you. That's takeaway number one. Takeaway number two is Something else I've created for myself is a weekly reminder um, every Friday to reflect on what I've accumulated in the week. Because something I've realized is that we actually do so much in that week. Um, we go through the process of accretion, but we don't realize what we've accumulated. And what I mean by that is I, I might sit on a Friday and I feel like, geez, but my business hasn't really grown this week. And you go back and you look at what you've done and you realize, geez, I've, I've you know, had these amount of meetings, I've done this amount of posts, I've had these conversations, whatever. And you realize, okay, well, breathe out. Actually, you've, you've 
invested into the process of accretion. So be patient. Back to point number one. You've done the work. And it's very easy to feel like you haven't done the work. So it's actually, I think, a very important practice to develop. Um, and just to realize over time, you know, imagine a year from now where you can look back at 200, 300 entries and you can look at all the things that you've done to create the kind of business that you want or to create the kind of person that you want to be. Um, I think there's a real sense of pride that'll emerge in looking at, well, I'm actually doing the work that I need to do. And then, yeah. One of the things I, wait, one of the things I, um, I learned was before you go to sleep at night, is to walk backwards through your day. Like from the moment you got into bed, go backwards. So what did I do? I went and had dinner. What did I do before dinner? I played paddle. What did I do before paddle? I went for a walk. What did I do before walk? I had a meeting. And then what was I meeting about? And then I had another meeting. And then, and then you go all the way up until when you wake up. And what this does, it firstly obviously reminds you of how busy your day was and what you achieved. But two, it creates neural pathways. And it's a practicing process to keep your memories clearer so that you are always reminded of that process of walking backwards through your day. There's actually a meditation for it that helps you walk backwards through your day. And it's exactly what you're saying, you know, like if you just stop and just think back on what you've done, there's a lot that we've done. But because we're so busy and because we're in high beta, we always think we haven't done enough. And we have a critical voice inside our head that's telling us, you haven't done enough, you're fat, you're ugly, and you're poor, you need to be doing more. And then what do we do? We compare ourselves. And then we keep continuously comparing ourselves. And that's where jealousy comes, right? Jealousy doesn't ever happen without comparison. And I was reading this thing about jealousy the other day. I was like, oh my God, you have to compare yourself to be jealous. And so it's, it, it's so intertwined in being present and being grateful for what you've achieved. So very good point again. Thank you. Mm, yeah. Thank you for that. And then the, the final point that I had here is just don't break the chain. So really do spend your time thinking about what are your 15 miles a day, no more, no less activities. What are those things that need to be in your calendar every day that you are so intentional about accumulating that you want to see this progress over time? And if you don't have that in your day, then you might need to think about what are you really prioritizing? And are you really um, being intentional enough about this process? Because again, accretion has no bias. So even if you are on autopilot, like we were saying earlier, you are busy with that process. It is happening right now in the moment and you are not mindfully directing it. That's a, that's a scary thing for me to think about. You do not want to be investing your energy into this process and not directing it. So take control of it, choose what you will accumulate and realize that if I do this consistently over time, it will get me to where I want to go. And so like in that, there's a bit of breathing space and there's a bit of, acceptance and relaxation. Yeah, I love it. Eh? So smart, you know, so, so good as a reminder. I think we can always be reminded about these things to just take more of a chill and congratulate yourself for everything that has been done. And remember that you never get there. You know, it's a forever game. It is a forever game. There's not a, it's not something that ever ends, you know? And so very good reminder. I'm so happy that you did this today. I actually needed to hear this myself in many ways. Coming back from three weeks of nonstop travel and work, I'm exhausted. And just also telling Wendy today that, you know, I'm just going to take this week and chill a bit, you know, like just actually just, just reflect like what's happened. So much has happened, you know, now we're an award nominated podcast. I mean, geez, so much <laughs> is happening in this flipping world. I'm kidding. 
Well, thank you everybody for joining us on this pod this week. Uh, accretion is always a fantastic topic to be talking about. Our pod, us, this pod itself is a very much a practice of accretion, uh, a playful and joyful place for both Eric and I. We make zero cash out of it, but that's not the point. The point is we have a great time <laughs> doing it. We have all these friends around the world. If so, you want to sponsor the pod, uh, you can reach us. <laughs> yeah, it's a segue, Eric. It's a segue. Keep coming, come in, come in, come in. Anyway, we're getting there. Um, so anyway, um, this is the expansive for this week. If you think this podcast is helpful, please do share it with somebody. And up until next week, please look after yourselves and somebody else and stay expansive. Ciao. You can secure Eric Kruger and John Sonne as speakers for your next event. Email sean at theexpansive.com. That's S-E-A-N at theexpansive.com. And be sure to use the word learn in the subject line for an expansive deal on keynotes, workshops, and comprehensive webinars. Sean at theexpansive.com.